to shoot in your mouse while thinking, and we will spoil things and we will swear at liberals. The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. We're the answers. And for all info on this show, including show notes and subscription links, go to elsnerds.com. And for other Galactic Netcast programs, go to gncast.com. On Elsnerds, we tend to shoot off our mouths without thinking, and so we both spoil things, and we will swear at liberals? Yes, we will We will swear liberally, and uh, we will spoil things. So that is your warning. Um, so as you heard by the accent and the soundings and all that stuff. This is not Corey Scott. This is our producer Beatmaster, um, who is coming in. And also I have to say, hi, we're on alpha geek radio. Holy crap. This is actually pretty cool. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. So no talking by us. Like, Hey, can we better? It's just like Dave just messaging the host, the host producer chat. Like, so every show that goes on galactic netcast will now be on, on alpha geeks in one of their channels that's not doesn't have anything going on i'm like okay cool no pressure um which also means i will throw this out that we have a chat room in with the chat realm thing just uh slash join uh hashtag galactic netcasts and you can come chat with me i'm in there right now so beat how you doing i'm doing fine had some interesting week but um i'll up to to do some elsner stuff nice um yeah same here i mean i'm off of the friday when i think the episode the uh, last week's episode came out on audio um was my first day off within 12 after 12 days of working straight and that was just oh so much fun i mean and (laughs) but and so luckily the schedule is a little lighter this week and everyone's like, Oh, but think of the paycheck. Yeah. Okay. So I worked almost this last week. I almost worked about 50 hours, but that does, it doesn't help if I like can't actually enjoy the, the time, have the time to spend that money without being like, okay, let me get this or that for work. It's like, what, what do I want? It's our deal. But yeah, but enough, enough bitching. Haha. <laughs> There's the swearing. Um, I was actually sort of curious as to how this is going to go of like who is who is going to fill Corey's shoes and be the swearing one. And also, it's interesting that we are going up against D- Dave and Brad who are doing Trivia Geeks right now live, which is pretty cool. Um, but enough about that. Enough jibber jabber. Let's get into some news. And the first bit of news is that Kevin Smith confirms Mallrats 2 will be a 10 episode TV series. Um. And he also reveals that MGM has found a home for the Buck- Buckaroo Banzai series. So, from what I understand, the Mall Brats show is going to be something separate. Is that, or movie is going to be something separate. To where this is going to be, they're going to do a, a traditional sequel to Mall Rats, but as a TV show. And... um. And yeah, so I don't know. Is is that right? Is it? Are we? Because I heard at one plot that we're getting Mall Rats too, and then Mall Brats, like with Mall that Brats. Was a rumor, but that's out of the way. I listened to Hollywood Babylon today earlier on, and he explained it further because he was on a radio show before Hollywood Babylon. And then mm-hmm. he explained further what the details are, and he was shopping around. To do the movie with Universal, not willingly because they have the rights to the title, and his agent said he could uh, get the title without the issue. Just arrange something with them, and then he was told that it's not possible. So he had to either make Universal pay the uh, movie or do a split. Yeah, uh, and uh, then he w- went on to talk about 
uh, with the TV XX because he had new connections through Flash, directing Flash, and it was a good experience for him and the other side as well. And so then it went on further that they said, okay, the idea is not bad. We can exp uh, extend the story in a way it comforts Kevin. He, he doesn't have to rush or to bring it into a one and a half hour movie. He can continue the, the thing as it is. And I thought the rumor was about Malbrats that it was with uh, his kid and uh, Johnny Depp's kid as well. Yeah. Which is still possible, I guess. Kevin always puts his friends and family in the show, so I wouldn't be surprised that he still do will do that. No, That's yeah. About it. And so I mean this is cool because I mean, this is Kevin Smith. I think Kevin really wants to get back into TV. Like because he did the uh clerks animated TV series, but then it was like he did little bits here, like he was a Reaper. producer. Yeah, he was a producer and he directed the first episode or the pilot episode of Reaper. Um, and then he directed the show. yeah, he directed the ep the one episode this year of The Flash. And I think it's he realizes that I think he's sort of leaning to to that route, to that road of doing doing more of this thing here, you know, doing doing television, which makes sense because I mean you can tell longer stories in here you don't have to be can like set up with a oh or stuck with a an hour and a half to two hours for a film which and, makes perfect and, you sense. know this is the writer's king in tv unlike the movies and that's the best place for him uh, and I, I have high hopes but I'm careful because I don't want to make him like a the He has to be the best. He has to do yeah. perfect. He can fail or he can do mediocre, and I will be happy for him. But I still enjoy his personality and everything that goes along with it. It's it's one of those things, and I'm starting to learn this that, um, if as long as the people who are making this media, whatever it might be, as long as they like it. As long as they are enjoying it, it I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, whether I like it or not, just it, like if I don't like it, it means I'm just not going to watch it. But the difference is, is if, if they're not like, if they didn't like it when they were making it, then that's going to hurt me watching it, even if I did like what they made. Sort of deal. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you could possibly mean. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this is interesting. There's no timetable. Um, I think it's just going to be, you know, what takes takes place twenty years after the first, um, and it'll have. I think they they said it'll have almost all the original cast back. Jason you know, Lee's confirmed. Yeah, Jason Lee's confirmed. Um, which I don't know why the other guy isn't confirmed because what's he been doing? Um, I, I can't even think of his name. Ch 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 from the block or something like that. That that, that new girl guy. <laughs> no, but uh, I I have hopes that Ben Affleck will Jeremy show up. Lund just... That's the guy I was ah. thinking. Of. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I thought you were I mean, talking about Ben Affleck. <laughs> no, 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 Ben Affleck. I mean, he might be a little bit, a little bit uh, more tricky to to d get because of the fact that he is currently writing a batman movie and going to be starring in said batman movie and then the justice league movie and the hopefully the future yeah. yeah hopefully other good things with that movie but and the same thing with you know a few of the other characters or other actors um like michael rooker um and all that it's like there's some of these guys that you see okay yeah i could see them being in here um, but then it's a, at the same time, it's like other ones, it's like, well, they seem pretty busy, but you never know. You think we're going to see the guy still look, staring at the magic eye picture and wanting to see a uh, ship sailing boat? I think they have a freaking hilarious joke right there with the first episode. It's just in the pilot because Ethan Suppley, the guy who you're talking about, lost a lot of weight so they can make a joke there of 
um what's his name william william what have you been doing this whole time i've been trying to find the sailboat is that how you lost all the weight whoa i'm skinny dang it i almost had the sailboat sort of deal but that's just my that's horror. Deep. that's deep. yeah and then boom it's done and they bring him in in other ways sort of deal um but i don't know i mean it's i think he could come in you know and do do all these things i mean i, I don't see why not and I, I, you know i don't see why a lot of these people you know even i'm gonna throw in there even ben affleck you know i, I could see him coming in here for a guest spot in an episode or two or two sort of deal um hey mark Hamill as well hmm. just um, takes because he was on the james bob's strike back yeah he was on james i was like wait he was in Mallrats too i know he was in Oh, but that will be a nice touch. Yeah. I mean, but then that gets into the thing of if it becomes a big success and we don't even know where it's going to go. Um, I personally would sort of like to see it go onto a streaming surface, like go over to a Netflix or a Hulu or an Amazon Prime as opposed to a network. He promised there will be no restrictions on language and everything else. It will be full on. Yeah no broadcast thing well in uh, in that in that case then i mean that would still open up for me then that would open up like you know the the, the premium uh cable stations so you know the hbo's the showtimes um, amc his friend has friends there i i could see amc but there'd still be a little bit of language restriction you know because i mean we have negan in here on the walking dead and he hasn't said his favorite word from the comic book you know i mean it, he's still freaking terrifying and that's great casting by jeffrey dean morgan and everyone who's who's still bent out of shape about the fact that they didn't show who who he killed can go suck a dick uh but i mean yeah it's it's sort of stupid and other suggestion that i heard was comedy central which is a little bit better for that i could see comedy central just because of the fact that more than likely it's going to be a comedy and that's um, the thing finding a place for comedy like fx or stars or the others are more into serious fucking business yeah and i don't see them putting up more rats but yeah the sky is the limit with that i don't know because like i could honestly the other place i could see this going um which would sort of scare me which i'll talk about later is like a place like comic-con hq like you know they partner up with um oh who's doing i think what legendary is doing comic-con hq yeah um which yeah. so hold on that if, if that is legendary then that's weird that they're doing another is it wait is it legendary because that doesn't sound right because i the, uh, with the news the, it, no, it wasn't Lionsgate. A yeah Lionsgate. i would say because wait because they're doing their own one of with geek and sundry and nerdist called alphas so why are they doing two streaming services for the new listeners um outside of the us so it's 4 a.m please be kind <laughs> yes um be kind rewind but no so and then i have no excuse because this is it's 9 52 right now and you know yeah, several the, lane is there so yeah. you should based on that and i love also the show they do there with john campia and john snap and the other good guys so it's worthwhile but i still didn't get to watch comic okay, the channel because there's so much content going on, damn it. Yeah. So, but um, I think it's about the 50 bucks a year. Yeah. So here, the other bit of news um, that we got, the second story is one that I'm excited about in multiple ways here. And this is the first Star Trek VR game arrives this fall. Um, Ubisoft's Star Trek bridge crew has you taking control of a virtual ship. And this seems like the next step or, or a separate step uh, from the oh i cannot think of the name of that game that they played on twit artemis during, yeah artemis yeah i mean it seems like that like this is sort of what i I'd expect from vr things from vr games and you know i i don't have a vr headset i would love to get one but I think I'll wait until, you know, we really get content out there 
and more than just oh hulu has a, a vr app where you're you're watching it on a big screen and you could turn your head and not and not see the whole video it's like no if you're gonna do content do content made for the vr not like oh you don't want to be in your crappy room we'll put on this headset and you'll be in this magical modern looking house sorry no but no this is really cool um they announced this before e3 which is cool um because e3 is going on right now so uh galactic gaming news i believe is doing a lot of stuff for us uh i believe sean uh sean's got quite a bit of stuff going on over there but so what do you think of this because this is set in the jj abrams star trek universe and it has you taking on you know various stations as either the captain the engineer the helm or tactical stations of a the remarkably enterprise like ship aegis as it resettles what's left of the vulcan population so what, what do you think of this well do you see the trailer as well the teaser there were... i didn't actually watch it um like watch Lever... it, watch it. Lever but... Burton and Trey ryan and uh oh, carl urban were there to uh, try it out, and you saw their reaction to it, and they were really pleased. <sighs> Taking it kind of a grain of salt because they're paid to do it, I think, and there's there's no reason to say it's something bad because they wanted to experience that for real. At least uh, Lower Burton said he, he wanted something like that, and when he experienced it, it was exactly what he would imagine a game to be that is about Star Trek this high praise from him okay so just tell me when lavar tried it on they have a band that went around the vr headset for his and his alone it's the wonder of space yeah <laughs> but no, okay actually, actually that'd be a pretty cool little easter egg thing like you just type in laforge and you 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 get you get the ability you get jordy laforge's visor which means you see in all these different spectrums or, or whatnot I, like, I think it'd be cool, but I don't know. Maybe it's just like a little gimmick thing. It would be possible because there was a show where they show it all from his pers perspective. So there's already a reference for that. But the, more interesting, there was the crew on it. The captain was a woman. Yay for that one. And uh, it was a team game. So you, you don't do it on your own. You have to be in sync with other people doing their specific uh, uh, tasks, as you said, with Artemis. And... Uh, finding up to five players i think was a whole big deal yeah uh, when you have a guild or, or a clan doing that uh, it must be a ton of fun and uh, i don't worry about the trip to everyone's connection because it, it i don't think they want to include all the lens flares into into your virtual reality well i'm talking so more i'm thinking more like the how it's it's set in that universe so not necessarily all the lens flares and stuff but more of how a lot of people there there are quite a bit of of the diehard fans who didn't really like the universe that it's in because of they're like oh it's too much action in my star trek or whatever yes and no that's the thing movies were always not representing the show itself because even the old crew when they made the movies that's what it was after the series after a while so okay they can't live out some fantasies, do some entertainment, do a movie, not just a sh uh, TV show. And the same with uh, the TNG crew later, when you saw First Contact and the other movies, they were action-packed. I, I did like them, but I was always aware there was something else than the TV show, so I can separate that. And uh, H.H. Abrams influence will be mostly on, I think, on the uh, look of the ships and other things, these uh, updated uh, details and uh, designs. Which I have again no issue with. It was other things that rubbed me wrong with Into Darkness, but I want to go in there. And uh, I'm, I'm totally up for it. I was thinking about going into VR. I hope it comes out on PlayStation because I wouldn't buy a PC just for that. But the, the, the thinking of being in Star Trek is so ingrained in my brain, thinking of hollow rooms and other things. Uh, I'm a li like little child reading that and uh, seeing what they want to do, but I'm careful. It's Ubisoft. They have a tradition of sometimes messing things up. 
but yes, that's uh, something to look forward to for all fans, uh, no matter which movies you like or which not. But uh, the thing I saw there was that they were attacking instantly Klingon ships. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, ah, oh, the first thing you see is, ah, we have contact with the outer race, and we attack it instantly. That was, again, a little, okay, we, we, we get it. It is yeah. more up-to-date. Okay, okay. Um, so the last bit of news that we have before we get into uh, our nerding outs or, or my nerding outs um, is that Game of Thrones, the sixth season finale, which is uh, not until two weeks from now, will have a supersized 69-minute episode, which I believe they said is about 10, 11 minutes longer than it typically is. Um and yeah, on June 26th. Um, and the previous installments will have clocked in anywhere between 50 and 59 minutes with the penultimate episode. So the, this episode this week on the 19th will, will be an hour long in length. And I heard from, I think it was on frame rate last week, that's, or somewhere, that they're doing this to then get everyone used to bigger episodes but shorter seasons to pack stuff in since they're in, you know, this uncharted territory of the, you know, of the, you know, oh, well, George R. R. Martin hasn't finished the books territory. Um, I don't know. What do, you th what do you think about this, Pete? I'm glad they decided to do what's right for the content. Yeah. And uh, extended to the mo mo uh, first, it was 59 minutes was the record, or 60 minutes yeah. was uh, last season, and now to 69 minutes pure content uh, for for a battle. As we see the, by the titles, you haven't mentioned it yet that we have very indicative titles for these two shows, uh, episodes, and uh, the Bastards' War will be the next one. So we are going to see what happens between Jon Snow and Bolton. Oh. Well, I hope this time Bolton gets it, damn it. Yes. And, uh, then the Winters, oh, damn it, I forgot the, the second title. The, the Winds of Winter. Thank you. Which, Which is... The book title. Yeah, it's oh, the book title for the next book Um, from the in the George R. R. Martin series. But no, so, I mean, and, and bo both the episodes are directed by uh, Miguel Safoschnik. I'm probably butchering his name, and it wouldn't be surprising. I apologize if I do. Um, and I don't know. I'm really interested in seeing this, but at the same time, I'm also really sad because it's like, now i got to wait another year for more Game of Thrones sort of deal, or, or longer, possibly even. Um, but I'm, it's still exciting. Like, let's go out with a bang sort of deal. It's still an event, and it's six seasons in. That's quite a feat. Yeah. Um, but no, so that was our news. And now I'm going to nerd out about things, and I just thought of another thing I can nerd out on if you, you haven't come up with anything there, be. Um, but the first one is... So I'm a fan of Top Gear. Beats a fan of Top Gear. I'm not sure about Evan, but and then uh, the, the creator, star, writer, producer... Uh, on-air talent of Who News and Reviews, Daryl Johnston is a fan of Top Gear, or you know at least the old Top Gear. And out of the three of us, I think I'm the only one who's actually enjoying this new season or series of Top Gear. Um, I'm waiting. For, I, I'm picturing in my head right now Daryl insulting me with all these, like calling me a wanker and all these other British slurs and stuff like that for liking. Top Gear, whatever, I'll take it, you know, whatever. But I think the show that you and you be and Daryl would probably like a little bit more is Extra Gear. This is a BBC Three online exclusive where it is Rory Reed and Chris Harris, um, and it's ninety percent classic Top Gear in its format. They have, but within the place of some of the films that they do, it's behind-the-scenes stuff. Or, um, in the first episode, they 
did a behind the scenes thing on Chris Evans um film on the uh the P1 and or or, or no the the uh Pagani Longtail and they showed him starting to cry and they go back to the studio and he's starting to cry again because of the emotions that he felt when driving that car and it wasn't even like oh my gosh I'm driving this car it was about something else that was in in its ways related to to that event but it was you know more fond memory of like his dad or something like that I I can't remember exactly what it was because I benched through them watched the third episode then the first and the second um but this is where if you've been wondering and if, if you've been watching the the first or the 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 main Top Gear channel or show and you've been wondering well where's the news segment or why are they only talking about or rarely talking about the celebrities things other than the cars? Like they might talk about the project that they're there to promote, but never really like anything else about their car history or, you know, anything else that Jeremy Clarkson would ask, you know, when he was, when he would do the star in a reasonably priced car. Well, this has that, this has, um, and actually what's cool is the second episode the guest stayed for the news segment because Chris Harris, who was a race car driver himself, um, he was out at the, uh, the Nuremberg ring for the 24 hours uh, endurance race out there. And so, and he actually got to show off his car, which is like, just, it looks so sweet and is road legal, which they showed that. I'm like, what? It has a New York city like or New York state license plate on it in the back. I'm like, you could not drive that in New York. There's no way you could drive that in, in New York City. Like, it would just be loud. You would have people just, everyone just, like, either stopped because they're like, what's that noise? Oh, it's that car. What's it doing? It's wanting us to move. I can't. I need to change my pants. Sort of deal. <laughs> um, but, I don't know. I think I think this is the show that you and Daryl need. And it is shorter. It is a about, because it is online, it is about 20, from 20 to 30 minutes long. Um, so it is a little bit shorter, but I think the it, it's still good in its stuff that it does. You know, it gives you the classic, that cl- the classic feel, but with new people. Almost like what would you, we would expect in a way. Is it structured like its own show, or is it bits and pieces brought together from each it's, episode no, it's structured like its own. Uh, the first episode, it seemed a little bit, or no, or maybe it was the third, but one of the episodes did seem a little bit like a clip show. Like, oh, hey, we're, now we're going to go over here. But it was still, but when they got to the news segment, it felt like it was its own thing. Um, and, it, and even with the thi- with cutting to the deals, because it was like, and one of the episodes, it was the behind-the-scenes feature on, uh, Rory Reed's review of the or the film on the uh, Ford uh, Ford Focus R8, and just all the different stuff that they do in there. Like I'm sitting there going, okay, with some of these cars that go really fast, how do you film that? And or some of the shots that they use, like the aerial shots. I'm like, okay, do they get a helicopter just to do the to make the car look small as it's sitting in the airfield on the X in the airfield? I'm like. Oh, a drone. Well, why didn't I think that that's be what it was? Why did I have to go to a helicopter? Which they have helicopters too, but still it's like drone, like a the octocopter just... I'm like, oh yeah, that'd make more sense. And, and then how just how long filming was. Because I thought it was just, you know, they drive around and they talk about it. But no, it's there's that part, but then they also do the shots where it's like you see the car sort of deal. Like that stuff that's the director saying, "All right, you gotta come up here." Like there's the one shots, and they're on a truck with a with a boom, where the camera's down here like this, and the car has to come up, and he gets to the point where he can't see the camera, so he's like, he's trusting in the director, like, so he's not taking out this camera that's pretty dang expensive, um, and then going on, and it's brilliant. They and here for the outdoor stuff where they're or outdoor the stuff where they're not on the track i thought that was just like oh they're recording as they're traveling you know from one british town to another no they section off a like you know a, just a chunk of road and like hey the road's closed for for the next four hours while top gear films 
something, and it's just them driving back and forth. Like, I'm like, that, that sounds interesting. I wouldn't have thought they would do that. Just, like, hey, just film, film as they're driving sort of deal. I think they're beloved enough that people of London and elsewhere aren't bothered too much by it. Maybe they're even proud of the, of the whole thing, but I was thinking that with his race car that was with Mad LeBlanc in his mm -hmm. car, they ended up in a helicopter bringing them... Oh, uh, uh, that was... Uh... That was uh, Ken Block and the the unicorn, as yeah. they call it. Which, and, uh, which I didn't realize yeah. that was a Ford Mustang. I'm like, Ken Block can drift anything, apparently. There was so much smoke from the rubber. Oh, it was crazy, and it's true. As I like the old team because of their antics and their, the way how the team dynamics worked. The show itself, the showing of the cars, the design, the Showing off of every angle of a car and making it own on different graphics, so they're the unsung heroes. That's true. The mm -hmm. team that makes that up, and I'm glad that they get their spot. Yeah, that they can show off and say, "See, here, that's what we do, and that's how we do it." And I'm all in for that. I'm watching making offs of DVDs all the time, so I'm into that as well. Yeah. Um. So the next TV show. Um, and B, you, you tell me if you got anything you want to talk about here because I see nothing on the nerding out for you. Um, but the next one is actually it's on the free preview. So on most American cable companies or on Hulu, you can watch the first episode for free of the uh, TV show directed that was the pilot was written, directed, and it's created by Cameron Crowe called Roadies. Now this stars Luke Wilson. I want to say, yeah, Luke Wilson. Um, and this is about a, the the crew that prepares the stage for the band. Um, and you're following these various characters. Um, who is it? Carla uh, Gargino, who was in um, who was in the Brink. Uh, yeah, Louise Guzman, Keisha Castle-Hughes, uh, Ron White was in the pilot and was freaking awesome in there. Like, I started hearing him, and I'm like, wait, is that Ron White? Like, I went for him to see, hear, say, you can't fix, stupid. Sort of like his, with his saying. Um, but this is a... This is a really interesting show to have here um, because it's in a way it's like almost famous and I'm going to give away one little thing here because it was interesting at the end there's the girl that you're sort of following um, as she decides on whether she's going to stay or go like leave the band and go or leave the the roadies and go to New York to be to do uh, to be a, go to film school and she starts running and they play all these other clips and I found it funny like of people running, I found it funny that the clip, one of the clips that they showed, was of Royal Tenenbaums, which starred Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson. And I'm like, okay, we're getting a little meta here if we're going to play, you know, the uh, the other famous actors here are IMDb pages basically, just because there's a scene in there of them running. But it's really. Um, um, okay, and Evan is pointing out that th this is on YouTube um, because they post a lot of the premium channels will post the stuff on YouTube, but the nudity is blurred out, and there's not a lot of nudity. Um, there's like I think maybe two, three scenes of nudity, um, and then the and then the cursing is bleeped. So there is that. So you know, find it on Hulu. I don't think it's bleeped out at all, um, but I didn't watch it through Hulu. I watched it through Xfinity, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie, this is actually getting me to, or this is helping me, or convince me to, um, I held off my Hulu subscription for a week, because Hulu, they allow you to do that, and then when it's up, I'm going to include stars with it, so, or not stars, uh, Showtime, um, and this is just helping cement that, um, the other bits is like some of the movies that, that they have on there that are stars exclusive, or 
starts Showtime exclusives. I'm like, all right, that, that looks really cool. I think I might check that out. But it's the original shows. It's um, like I think Billions is in there, um, which I've heard a lot of good things about. Uh, House of Lies, which I've caught during their free weekends. I would just binge the entire what I what I had missed of House of Lies. And it's like, I'm like, you know what? I just need to commit to the show and be like, okay, I'm watching House of Lies. And this one is one of them going to be like, okay, I need to commit and just watch this show. And so, yeah, I'm. this is going to get me to get to pay eight ninety nine extra on Hulu for Showtime. Said right the first time this time, haha. Um, and the final thing before we get to the discussion topic, I might throw in a quick one, um, is Paper Girls number six. This is the Image Comic series written by uh, Brian K. Vaughn and uh, drawn by Michael, or not Michael, uh, Chris Chang. I believe it was Chris. And this is the beginning of the second arc. And, oh my goodness, things just got weird, is the spoiler-free review. Um, the spoiler review is, um, so if you, if you haven't read any of the first five volumes of Paper Girl, or first five issues of Paper Girls, um you follow, you're in 1982, or what, well, like, it's like the 80s, and you're following these, uh, these, these girls who deliver the newspapers. Um, at first you follow this new girl, it's like her first day on the paper route, and you see her as she meets up with, uh, three other girls, and, um, and actually I'm going to present that to everyone there, Be um, for the video listeners, so you have the four uh, Cliff Chang. That's the art, uh, the artist. Um, you have the four girls there, um, and they each have their their characteristics, their quirks, their like you know how they roll sort of deal. Like uh, the girl who's smoking there is named Max, and she's uh, she's sort of the don't give a fuck leader. She will swear even though she's like 13 years old and she's already smoking and all this stuff and she's, she's seen some shit. Sort of deal. Um, and the other girls, I think the girl um, in the middle there with the like the other, like looks like she could, could be blonde um, that's above the R and the G in Paper Girls. I think she's the new girl, if I remember correctly. But this picks up after the events of issue 5 and all of a sudden, we have three different versions of one character in this in this issue, and it's oops, did not want to do that. I wanted to do that, and I need to do. B, can you, you need to unmute yourself? Yeah, because I accidentally muted you. How dare you, sir? I'm sorry, I hit the wrong buttons. So many buttons. Oh my gosh. But no, um, so Paper Girls, um, with issue six, you you meet, all of a sudden you're in 2016. Like, it's just like, like if I hadn't remembered, like as it got on, I'm like, oh yeah, we weren't in now modern times. Um, I'd been like, okay, cool, we're continuing on. I'm like, but we're here with the current version of one of the characters and she runs into her past self and it, it starts to get confusing, but it's really good read. I highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon through Comixology. You can get the first volume through comics, uh, through, um, through Amazon really soon. I think it's like the next couple weeks is when the first volume of the first five issues comes out, but I highly, highly recommend it. Um, and we put the link in the show notes. Yes, we will put the link in the show notes to uh, to the issue number six and then to ish- the first volume. Um, and then the final one that I will mention is... You reminded me of this as I, we were talking about AMC. And this is the, uh, the new TV show Ride with Norman Reedus. Now, I saw the first one, the first episode, where it goes... He's riding from Los Angeles up to... Uh, Santa Monica? No, that's not right. Um, Santa Barbara? No, not Santa Barbara. That was like one of the one of the towns. It's like just south of San Francisco. It's like two hours south of San Francisco. Um, and 
he's riding on these motorcycles, and it's really co- it's a really cool concept because at one part, for one part, it's a travel show, but the other part, it's about the motorcycles. Like he's he goes down to uh, he starts off in LA and he goes down to this one guy's shop who's a legendary fire, and they just go out and start riding, and after showing off you know some of his bikes and. I mean, it's just brilliantly, like, awesome to see these stuff done. And they're going up, and they're hitting all these other little touristy things, or just things that they see. Like, they see this house that this guy, who was called Captain Nitwit, um, by the people from, like, he lived in there from the 1920s all the way up to, I think, 1989 when he died. Um, He uh, made this house, and you're walking through there, and it's just really interesting really weird all the things he did like he had a house on top of the on top of his house and everyone called it his throne and all that and he had in one of his bathrooms he had uh his and her toilets so it's like so it's like he said that he said he could sit down and talk with someone i'm like why when i'm in on the toilet pooping i don't want to be talking to people you know, yeah, yeah, um, but it's really cool, really interesting. Um, seeing the uh, Zero uh, motorcycles, they're they're the company's called Zero, and it's all electric motorcycles, and I'm like, that would be so cool, but yet so dangerous because, you know, the motorcycles. One of the great things that they have is the fact that they're loud. You hear a motorcycle coming. You know, which almost makes me think, okay, if you hit a motorcyclist, you're either doing it intentionally or you just do not pay attention to the outside world while you're driving, which is scary. You should not be driving. But with those bikes, and it's like, nope, we're just, it's like dead quiet. Like you're just here, if you're listening closely, you just hear, as they're going. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like dangerous. You can just hear, I can just see like, Another zero bike was in an accident, um, but they're so cool. They're so quick, and I, I actually like the motto that the guy said is like, they're not wanting to change to where everyone's riding an electric bike, electric motorcycle, but they're just wanting it to be like, you know, I feel like taking the electric bike out today. They're, they're wanting it more for that type of person, um, which is cool. You know, like they have respect for, and they have more all different electric motorcycles. They got the uh, the dirt bikes, they got the Harley style motorcycles. I'm like, that is cool. That is just awesome. But that is Ride with Norman Reedus that airs Sundays at 10, I believe, on AMC. Um, And so our discussion point is Comic-Con HQ. Now, I am in the middle of the beta right now, which I don't know exactly when it ends. Uh, I know we were talking about this earlier, um, and I brought this up because, you know, Comic-Con HQ, they're, where they're hitting it right now is the original stuff. And one of the things that they're announced for the fall is, uh, what's it called? Uh, Mark Hamill's, uh, the, the new Mark Hamill show called... Um, Pop Culture Quest. Pop Culture Quest, yes. Um, basically where he's going around seeing people's people's collections, you know, of whatever it might be. Which is a cool concept, um, but here's the thing: I've tried this out. I've tr- I've watched almost every show. Um, I've watched almost every show in the lineup that they have, and I enjoy most of them. But I just wish they were longer. I mean, so like, and and, and I compare all these things to, um. I compare all these things to the uh, to to G four, um, in a way. So, um, like you have mostly harmless with Steve Zaragoza, which is a little bit like Attack of the Show. Um, actually, I take that back. The only one I haven't watched is Adam Sessler's or Adam Sessler and the Inter- Interesting People. That's the only one that I haven't watched. Um, you got Blame It on Science, which is um, you know, their science show. Oh, wait, wait, Sarah Lane is a producer of the 
Adam Sussler show or Blame It on Science? Sarah Evans informing me that Sarah Lane is a producer on one of these shows. Or in general? Yeah, or is she a producer on the channel? Um, oh, cool. Did not know that. Um, she's the producer of the entire Comic-Con HQ thing. Um, but then what's news is really interesting. It's like the feed meets the meets attack of the show in that way. Um you have the what is end game which is it's sort of like x play but they don't really do reviews it's they're not a review show they're more like let's talk about the culture or let's talk about different aspects of the video game industry and you know shed light on this and i saw the first episode and the first episode was really interesting um and my wor- my honestly, my biggest problem with them is that I feel like they can make the episodes longer. Like right now, it's and then you know do a have a live, you know, you hit this button and you hit this button and no sh- and you know it's just airing shows going through. You don't have to pick and choose. It's just sit back and watch television. Um, but right now it's it f- definitely feels like you have to find, um. You have to find, like sit there and click. Okay, I want to watch this episode or this show or whatever. And it's cool, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I I, I do enjoy the show and I th- do do enjoy the network. I think I might do the fifty dollars for a year, um, just to just to try it out. You know, to further try it out. Um, once these other shows come up, um, and just finally see Con Man, um, which I'm surprised they don't have that out there since all of season one has already aired. Um, they've already released all of season one, and, and they're filming season two right now. Um, but I wonder how successful this is actually going to be. I think, you know, I think uh, San Diego Comic Con is going to be the big, the big test of this, because you know they, they had promised with this that you were going to get, um, you know, all these these access to the different uh, panels, and you know all this different behind the scenes stuff, but. I honestly wonder why they or what it's going to look like. And honestly, a a great beta for that would have been E3 sort of deal. But I don't know. I'm not in charge over there. Um, it does look cool, but I could also see this being just rolled into something else and being better. You know, like you roll it into a TV channel and and it, it and Evans pointed out it sounds like they're trying to fill the hole left by G four and in a lot of ways they are, um, but it's they're doing it in their own way like it's, um, it, like you could definitely tell that Kevin Pereira is heavily involved in this because, uh, whenever What's News does like an an office scene thing they use his Super Creative Studios office, um, where I think they they film a lot of the things, but I don't know I like this don't let the negative or the the negative stuff. Uh, make you think that I don't like it. I do like the show or the network. It's just I'm curious to see where they're gonna go. Like, and, and are are we gonna get the bang for our buck for the fifty dollars a year or five dollars a month sort of deal? Yeah, the thing is that they're more focused on the movie scene and want to do add the pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. And they G4 and uh, Tech TV you could add to that, were before the time. They were too too early on. And maybe now is the time that something can flourish, something like this. And <clears throat> the people they chose for gives me an insight into that they know who you're ta- they're talking to that represents the geek culture well, not just another, uh, sorry, nerdist uh, copycat or something like that. No, yeah. they have people that know their shit. And yeah, I mean, you got you got Anthony Carboni and Trisha Hershberger who are hosting What's News with the question mark, and you see Jeff Kanata in there quite frequently. You saw Allison Hayslip in one of the sketch sketches. Um, you see, you see, you know, when they do all these different sketches, that they bring in their friends, sort of deal, which is great. Um, like I said, you got Steve Zaragoza hosting Mostly Harmless. Um, you got uh, Bobak Ferdosi and 
I can't think of the girl's name. It's uh, Riley or R- Riley uh, something. Uh, I can't think of her last name. Hosting Blame It on Science, and that one's really cool. That one I want to see longer. I want to see that one be a half hour, as opposed to the eight. Like I think uh, this past or today's episode of Because or, or What's News was like seven minutes long. That's like that's the shortest one that I've seen so far. Not counting a promo. But they go up to like 19, 20, maybe 22 minutes. Like, go the full half hour. Because, like, it seems like they, they almost go through it too quickly. Like, they're, especially like the Blame It on Science. Like, you could sit there, you could sit down and expand on the different, on these different news stories that you're talking about. Maybe you're, I'm definitely too old, but you're also on the threshold of the people that are able to keep up their attention for so long and they go through the internet lens that is more successful or at least it's said so. And, uh, that could and, be... And, and understand them. That could be, like, because I look at it with, um, like, Blame It On Science, or not, well, not Blame It On Science. Uh, Blame It On Science, I definitely think could just because, you, you know, it seems like they hit on some of the different things. Like, they'll mention the news stories, um... But then, and then they'll go dive a little bit deeper into into one of them. But it's like you could dive further to where these people start learning stuff on here when they're watching the videos. Is and it like this week in science, in short, or is it, it a little bit? I, I would say it's it's a little bit like this week in science. I mean, because it's because you got you got Bobak in there. Who knows? You know, he's who's you know astronaut or not astronaut. He's a rocket scientist over at JPL. And all this, so, and so it's cool. Like the last episode I saw, they were talking about the um, the plans that Stephen Hawking and I can't think of the other person have to send a probe from our solar system or from from Earth to the next star within 20 years. You know, yeah. the trip only lasting 20 years. A, sol- a solar sail when they got uh, remember yeah. Right. yeah, like a supercharged solar sail, and I'm like. Wait, what? And it's like they're talking about this, and, and there's, you know, like me, they're like, oh, that sounds so cool. And I'm like, explain the science behind this. It sounds like you're, you're talking Star Trek to me here, like, or dark matter with their FTL drives or whatever. And it's like, come on. I, I just started watching Dark Matter. That's why I threw that in there. Um, but it's like, don't tease me with this. Give me, explain as to how this is actually going to work. You know, it's like there's gravity assist from every planet as it goes, just slingshot, 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 woo, out. Is that what how we're going to explain this or something? I thought there works with ionized particles, but uh, I won't pretend to be the scientist on that no, show. I know, <laughs> I know so, that's, that's where it's like I wanted to hear more about it. And they're like, well, that's all we got to go. So if you want to message us, you know, tweet us at ComicConHQ with a hashtag, blah, 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 whatever the show is. Like, no, I want more. Feed me more. Yeah, there's a show, how uh, the stuff they don't want you to know from How Stuff Works uh, channel. And they make a five, four to eight minutes maximum mm-hmm. show. And they say, uh, say the rest of the in-deep thing goes into their audio podcast. So yeah. I could see that more for people that uh, will want to have more, can uh, reach out and get it. Yeah, I could see that if they did, um, like, uh, like, like, like BBC will do with some of their shows, like with QI, they'll do the QI XL episodes, where they'll have like an additional five, ten minutes or whatever in the episode. Um, I could see them doing that. Like, you have the Blame It on Science extra edition or extra large or whatever, you know, sort of where they get into more of the things in there. Um, like, but I mean, the other ones, it's like it, they do seem short, but it, it it does work. Like, it's not like oh, they're they're rushing through. Yeah, their... it's a good sign. They they leave yeah. you wanting for more. That that's what it should be. Yeah. So as as I said again, the Gregor that uh, went on to the site, but didn't have the time to check out all their stuff. But I'm immensely interested what they deliver. And as soon as the summer strikes and we have less TV shows to watch, so I will yeah. admit to do that. No, yeah, definitely. Um, so, B, you got anything else you want to add? 
Yeah, we want to talk about Preacher for a moment. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, we are going to hold off and talk about this next week, because I have, I just got, well, not just got, I got uh, last Thursday the Preacher Volume 1, or, or Book 1, and just by flipping through here, I'm loving the art. It looks really, really cool. Um... And especially because I flipped through the back, and I just started going like manga style, and they got you know these different uh, pinup pages, and then I got to the where they said who who drew it, and I'm like, wait, what? Amanda Connor drew that? I didn't recognize that as being from Amanda Connor, and all that. It, so it looks really cool. Like this whole book, um, I'm going to try to read this through before next week if, to get like you know the first few issues in on here so I can have a somewhat of a good comparison to to the uh, TV show with the episodes that have come out so far but what are your what's, what's your thought on the TV show so far a great adaptation made beautifully with much love from the makers you sense in every scene decision they make okay, they know what the limitations are and they work with it instead around it. So they're, they don't want to try to accomplish something like Supergirl with CGI. They do it with small scenes, a, bit, a little bit build up and I expect, they, they, uh, expect more to come. Yeah, they, they do a lot of the stuff practical. Yeah. Like, like the, the fight scene that they had in episode two with uh, actually no b- both of um, Cassidy's I blanked on his name uh, both of Cassidy's fight scenes seemed like they were more like they sped him up to one and a quarter speed which is perfectly fine and acceptable um, and works and really great yeah the if you know Brian Brushwood he was convinced that uh, that they to see all the details, like the cars, the police cars, that all the right fonts on it, it's all the details are right from the people that are from Texas. They tend to be annoyed by many movies, but this one gets it right. And that's also something that the show puts into the effort, into the details, shows they know what they're doing and they want yeah. to deliver. And I uh, just want to say, for the people that are like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead fans, and say, oh, again, people that read already the comics, we can try to keep it apart. We say we spoil now the comics or we spoil the show, so you don't have to be afraid that we just let it all out. We try to circumvent spoiling the people that only see mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, the uh, I, I will say this for a lot of people. I, I never compare... Well, I, I never say, like, oh, it was better here, it was better there, you know, from the two. I always, like, with Walking Dead especially, because that's the one show that I'm pretty much current on. I think I am current on all the issues um, where I'm, like, one issue behind. Um, but I but I never look at it like, okay, this is where the TV show is going. I'm like, this is where the TV show could possibly be going. And then when they get there and I see these points and I'm like, that's ex- like exactly like they have to go to another comic book, the, the comic book Art Ops, where they have a person who could just reach into the panel and pull out the person that we need for the show. That's what they've done every single time, including with Negan. I don't care that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has like, you know, scruffy beard looking thing. It works. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait for season seven to come back this fall. Um,. But yeah, same. Yeah. So and so that's where I hope to go with this as looking at doing it backwards because I I didn't I didn't read Walking Dead before I watched the TV show. I watched the TV show and then I'm like, oh, let's get into the comics as well. And so it was one of these things like I read I like I can read this I'm like oh cool this this is where this happened or oh they went here instead sort of deal. Um. It's so a healthy attitude, so you aren't yeah. part of the angry internet mobs. This detail isn't right, and whatever. So yeah. I, I'm okay with it. I'm a stickler for many things, but uh, it's my preferred comics 
besides Sandman and still have no issues with the things they change or slightly had to adjust. I'm fully yeah. with it with them and hope this show survives. No, <laughs> really, the, really hope so. Yeah, the one that I would be interested in, and this sort of leads to a plug to uh, my co-hosts, not you, Beat, but my uh, my normal co-host oh. show, Podcast of Terror, because they just did Outcast. And that one, I actually, when I was on a hike, I listened to the Robert Kirkman episode of Nerdist and how he pitched the show before even writing the comic book. And I'm like, you dumb bastard. You told the person is that your idea, basically pitching it to them it to you, or yeah, pitching them on it, and now they're wanting it. You, it worked because it helped him to it helped him give him deadlines and stuff to get the stuff going. Mm. But it, he, as you said, it prevented this interest or it presented this interesting challenge of writing the first issue of the book while writing the pilot at the same time. And that's an interesting thing that happened. Um, and it's a very unique thing to happen. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to read Preacher. Um, I'm rubbing my hands right now, but it's like I got 30 books I think I got to read before I can get to that, which sucks, but that's also because I'm a glutton for punishment and love reading comic books. If only I could get paid to do that. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of paying us, that's a bad segue. Um, but but no, so like you guys, Galactic Netcast has bills that need to get paid. That's why we that's why we talk about the Patreon. It's not so Dave can have money so he can he can get this island in Aruba that he's been dreaming of, so he can you know move to his third country. It's so that because Dave out of the money since he started Galactic Netcast and he bought the websites, you know the domain and all that stuff it's been out of his own pocket, you know, and which works great when you got a job and, you know, it's, and all that stuff, but when you're not quite working all the time and you're like, okay, I need to do this, I need to pay the bill for, for this or that, and then, oh, here's a Galactic Netcast bill and all this other stuff, it's sort of where, that's why we have the Galactic, or the Galactic Netcast Patreon, it's for you guys, if you love what you're listening here, um, listening to here, you can help Corey out, or Corey, help Dave out, you can help Corey out by by doing many other things, by going to Don't Ask Comics. Um, but you can help Dave out by going to the Patreon, donating as little as a dollar a month. That's 25 cents a week. That's like, what, I think a penny an episode. Or or no, like yeah, penny an episode for every and show that case, we do. In case you're a cheap bastard, you get value for value. You get incentives, yeah. you get perks. You can decide or help out with what stories we cover. And we have a special Slack channel for our patrons, so there's something in return. We just yeah. You give you try. give twenty. This is what I love doing because I just love the idea of the thing, and I will so do it if someone pledges twenty dollars, twenty dollars for I'll say for two months in a row. You get to pitch a TV or a a, a podcast that we do. You want you want Dave and me to do a comic book show? Well, guess what? You pledge twenty dollars a month. Sort of deal, and me and Dave, me and Dave will do a comic book show. I will find time in my in my schedule to be like, "Hey, Dave, let's record on this day." Sort of deal. Um, you want Beat to do a show? Pledge twenty dollars. You want him to do it in French, or or you don't want me to do a show? Pledge twenty dollars, and I won't do it. So. Exactly. You know, but you know, it's it's real simple. Starts at dollar dollar month. You get in, invited into the Slack channel where you can hang out with us as we're doing our stuff as I should be working and I'm like what's going on in Slack and I'm on my watch checking out the Slack channel um you can install it at galacticnetcast or gncast.com slash support um and you can leave us a voicemail at 805-328-3966 or emailing us mail at elsners.com Daryl I'm going to throw out another challenge for you call us Call us with, call me, tell me why you hate Top Gear so much. I want the voicemail. Not Blimey. me. Yeah, not tweet like you did last week there, Daryl, but actual call. And this is also assuming you watch the show, which I know you don't. Um, and all subscription options and links can be found under under our, uh, the gncast.com slash subscribe. 
and you can find us, uh, you can join us on Facebook and all the social medias at Galactic Netcasts, um, including our Twitter, which we have, the show has a Twitter at Elsnerds, which we should probably tweet from that sometime. Um, or you can follow the network at Galactic Netcasts. I'm at that Gregor. Corey is at Don't Ask Comics. Evan, our other producer, is at Mr. Underscore Fusion. And Beat, where can they find you on Twitter? At Beatmaster80. Yes. And the only other thing to say is this has been a Don't Tell Glenn production. We will see you guys next time. Beat, you're supposed to say or else. Or else. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about this show and others, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. <laughs>